Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert Don Pizzette, security specialist Daniel Lowry, and Peter. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Technado with Don Pizzette. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, joined, as always, by Daniel Lowry, because not, not as always by Don Pizzette anymore, no, but no. with Daniel. How you doing, Daniel? I'm doing great. I'm wondering when we're going to rename this thing. <laughs> Technado <laughs> with Daniel Lowry. Or Technado with Sometimes Don. Yeah. But we... Uh, or this is our Technado fault. with Don Pazep. This is our fault this time <laughs> yeah. because Don is sitting in the studio wondering where he we is, are. He is. And we are out here in Las Vegas for Black Hat. We stole the credit card. Took the credit card. And we're here. Uh, he hasn't canceled it yet. Uh, we might not make the flight home. But we are out here for Black Hat and we are at the Pinball Hall of Fame, uh, which is an amazing nonprofit that just moved to this new facility in April of this year and has. I don't know how many pinball machines, but four at least. It seems like all of them. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. all the pinball machines. Uh, their their newest one is the Mandalorian right here, which is pretty cool. Not bad. Uh, and their oldest one is from like the 1930s, uh, which is That's like made crazy. of wood. And uh, the ball is wood. No, the ball is is a, a glass eye. Yeah. Um, from the founder. I don't know if yeah. that's any of that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So what we're going to do today is a little different than our normal Technado, where we look at the news. Uh, there's still a lot of news that's happened, but we'll get to that next week. Uh, this week we're going to talk with a lot of the people we were meeting out here. Uh, technically, uh, in terms of how this schedule is going, Black Hat's really kicking off tomorrow. But the the training has been happening ahead of time, and a lot of the networking stuff. So uh, we're going to have some people you know. Uh, oh, the, the Mandalorian's talking now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have. This is uh, the way. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the way. We've got uh, John Hammond is going to join us. Um, so, uh, Shane Hassard, uh, we've talked to before. Um, some new people as well. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a, a good, exciting time. You looking forward to it, Daniel? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I get to hang out with my boy John. It's always a good time. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And uh, meet some new cool people that have some really cool stuff to talk about when it comes to security. And we also ask everyone what their favorite pinball game is yes. here. Um, so we get to the bottom of that. We so, have to know. So let's go ahead and jump to our first interview uh, with John right after this fancy Batman-style transition on Technado with Don Pizzette. All right, welcome back to Technado with Don Pizzette. Still no Don Pizzette here. Uh, but we've done even better. Daniel and I have found John Hammond of Huntress. John, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, everybody. Thanks so much for letting me uh, crash the party here. Of course. And so, well, you didn't just come for the party. You're out here doing some training. So uh, I, I was asking Daniel, I said, is he doing the training or receiving the training? So so where where was that? Well, I think it's funny. Yeah, you gentlemen, I don't know if they'll tell anyone listening in, but they just happened to, you found me off the streets of Vegas. Like, I was stumbling across the strip. You're like, hey, you want to come, to a, come to a podcast with us? <laughs> uh, no, so I was taking the uh, Advanced Windows Exploitation uh, training course that was offered at Black Hat, and it's been a whirlwind. That was about a four-day course. It was pretty intense. It was all hands-on stuff, very nerdy, very geeky bypassing exploit mitigations and 
doing all the shady hacker leap zero day stuff. So, so, so those things, I mean, I, I looked at all those trainings and, and what was on there and I saw all kinds of levels like, you know, super beginner stuff to really advanced. I mean, where did that one fit in in terms of like, you, you needed to have a really strong base before you came in, or, or hey, this is your first time hacking Windows. So, so it is a titled Advanced Windows Exploitation, so that certainly adds that was to the a, tip -off. a certain <laughs> caliber, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and they let us know, like, fellas, this is, this is an extended hours course. We're going to start class early, we're going to end class early, we're going to cut lunch in half, and you're going to be working on your homework all night. Uh, so I might have amassed, I don't know, eight hours of sleep that you should get in a single night across the four days. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Uh, genuinely enjoyed it and uh, learned a heck of a lot of new stuff. But so. you know, it's cool stuff like that that really kind of pushes you beyond your boundaries. Totally. And it's, uh, it, you can only get that really, if you come to something like Black Hat, to be able to do that. Absolutely. Right, and then do you, people you meet and the cool ideas you exchange in those classes, it's invaluable. I agree. I'm super happy to be here. It is honestly just sort of a family reunion is kind of what I like to think. I know we haven't been here for a little bit of time, but like, hey, this is like a, it's Hacker Summer Camp. Everyone's here, want to come hang out with you. There, there are too many incredible people here. It's like, I just got to go see the next friend, the next family member. <laughs> so in terms of, uh, of, you know, tomorrow is when Black Hat really kind of kicks off with uh, the the expo hall opening, some of the the other talks and stuff, because the the training was either two day sessions or four day sessions ahead and out or ahead of time. So, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Like expo hall or sessions you got like penciled in? Uh, I'll be honest, I, I haven't been taking a whole lot of look at the the sessions of the trainings. Uh, I know a good few friends that are hey offering some super cool research, so I did want to go at least go support them, go see what they're offering. Uh, but truthfully, and this is totally just a John answer, uh, I do want to go hang out in the expo hall. I want to go see the yeah. vendors, and I know it's a madhouse, I know it's a zoo, but there's so many great folks to chat with or network, and really that's one of the great values that I see at Black Hat across some of the others. I'm going to see John pushing a shopping cart, just <laughs> grabbing swag. Oh, totally. That's what he's Free here merch. for. Yeah. Don't Free try to sell us. Is that yeah. a stress ball? Is that, yeah. those socks just put it in the kit. Yeah. Just put it in. So, so Danny was telling me, I, I haven't been to Black Hat before. Um, I've been to like, you know, the B-Signs in Vegas and stuff, but I thought it was more of like the villages and stuff, but that seems to be like more DEF CON, right? Totally DEF CON. Yeah. Okay, are you yeah. staying for that as well? Absolutely. Nice. Uh, it's so funny. So. In full transparency, I was at a trade show for my own day job a few weeks ago. Then we had a company retreat. Then we had Black Hat. Then we got DEF CON. So I've, uh, I've been on the road for a little bit of time now. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm an introvert. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I give off that vibe or not. But I, my batteries are depleted by the end of the night. So an I'll introvert with hundreds of thousands of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of followers yeah. on... on uh, YouTube and stuff. And yeah. please come say hi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An introvert that wants people to speak to them? <laughs> oh yeah. That it's happen. weird because, you, you know, John, you probably experienced this as well. When you're just going to family functions or regular stuff where people don't do this kind of thing for a living, oh, yeah. and you try to talk about what you do, they they're can't. completely lost at this. So to be able to come together and talk with people that know exactly what you're talking about. They're like, hackers are allowed to go out in public and meet <laughs> each other? That's <laughs> not. They all go the, Well, all of a sudden we start like, coming out of our shells and yeah. you know yeah. spreading our wings a little bit and getting yeah. excited. I've had to explain to people what ethical hacking is yeah. and what like pen testing is. You're like, oh, I didn't think hackers could go and, and have a conference. Yeah, it, that seems that. illegal. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, it's what this, the FBI puts this on just yeah. so yeah. they can just round to get them everybody. all. No, get but they uh, spot the Fed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got you, Russia. <laughs> there's there's probably a lot of them here though. Yeah, yeah, probably a lot of feds, a lot of three letter organizations. I remember we were at B sides one year and the NSA was there. Yeah. And there they had a table 
And they had like a pizza box they wrote with a Sharpie marker, NSA. Yes, that yeah. NSA. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. We're like, boy, they spent the whole budget, uh, yeah. apparently. Um, hey, they really blew it know, on this, didn't they? to us. Yeah. Well, John, uh, really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with us here because, we, I mean, we've had you on the podcast a couple times now. We've had you on webinars. Yeah. But this first time, I've, I've met you in person. Is this the first time you've First time, it? man. Wow. First time. Does, does it live up to the hype for you? It does. It okay. Does. They say never meet your heroes. <laughs> That's some garbage yeah. right there. I still haven't done it yet. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the first reaction was like, whoa, John is a lot shorter than I thought. <laughs> no, it's, it's Daniel's a lot taller. So I'm usually taller than <laughs> yeah, most yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> and as we mentioned in the in our intro, we're here at the Pinball Hall of Fame. Is there a game that you're looking forward to to trying? Or have, have you had a chance to peruse the I floor haven't yet? had a chance to peruse just yet. Uh, but Daniel let me know there is a like OG punch out. Yep. And I'm like, I'm gonna go play punch out. What like Mike Tyson's punch <laughs> no, out? No, no. So punch out, Mike Tyson's punch out is a predecessor to punch out oh yeah yeah there you that know was the an art you know like, that's canon <laughs> dude there's a um there's a youtube channel called gaming historian yeah if you haven't seen it definitely you will go down a rabbit oh, hole they would love this place yeah, yeah. oh they would lose their mind yeah it's super awesome very cool stuff here yeah. all right well thank you again john yeah. and uh and we'll let you go have some fun and we will uh talk to some more people here so we'll be right back in just a second on technated with tom Pissette. All right, welcome back again. We have found Shane from Sentinel One who is joining us now. Shane, thank you so much for joining us. And so Sentinel One, very big company. What, what do you do there? So I'm a senior solution engineer there and really I'm kind of a field evangelist. I get out there, participate in a lot of the regional conferences, help educate, and, it's, and of course, work with customer prospects to help them understand the technology and ultimately why they need to adopt a next generation and advanced endpoint detection and response platform. And so those that maybe aren't as familiar with Sentinel One, what exactly do you guys do in a you know high level? Yeah, when you look at when you look at the evolution of endpoint protection, you know, of course we start with antivirus, and that started in the very early days. But as was discovered, it was insufficient, uh, did not provide enough insight into what was happening and largely was driven by known bad factors. Like, these are things that we understand to be bad, so sure, we can block them, but what about the unknown bad, right? Yeah. And so then you see the evolution of endpoint detection platforms like Carbon Black as a first generation EDR, and as well as CrowdStrike and, and other companies like that. And Sentinel One kind of came out in that lot. I mean, I, we would, I would classify us as a second or third generation endpoint platform, but 100% autonomous. Right, so that's that's really that's really the the big differentiator. It's 100% automation while still providing red teams and blue teams access to the telemetry they need to understand and analyze what has happened. What would, what would you say is the big struggle with EDR right now? The the kind of the next roadblock they're trying to get over. I mean, really, the the big biggest roadblock is the intractability of entrenched management. Right, you have large companies that are like, well, our Symantec endpoint protection works just fine and they tell me it provides telemetry, but that's not really the case. You can, you know, the best reference that I would say with without, you know, drinking too much of the Kool-Aid is head over to MITRE, go to the MITRE Ingenuity attack evaluations, right? That team is fantastic. They actively work with all the vendors so that they can provide their best foot forward. Right. 
And so I think that's probably the fairest impartial evaluation that you could get for some of these technologies. And, you know, working for a company that has shown very well in those tests and the only company that's been 100% autonomous, right? That was actually part of the reason that I moved over from RSA to Sentinel One was looking at the evolution of the technology that's needed in the field yeah. and making sure that I align myself with something that isn't snake oil. Yeah. Right. That it, I, it's funny. Well, I, I did RSA one year. I was at the RSA conference, did a bunch of interviews, and I realized I kept going, so what makes your product different from everybody else's product? And here you are, you're like, well, we have a difference. We are yeah. completely automated. Yeah. You do not have to do anything. We take care of it for you. Yeah, abs absolutely. Yeah. And it's it, it's it's striking that balance. You've got, you know, small, medium-sized businesses that like, look, we we can barely understand that we need this kind of technology. Right. There's no way they're going to service it on a daily basis. And then you have Fortune 10 companies that are like, well, I have 180,000 endpoints globally that I need to protect. Right. Some of them are in active war zones. Right. And so, you know, yeah, that's there is that. Yeah. And so being able to accommodate both ends of that scale. Right. Uniformly is is pretty unique. Um, I don't want to turn this into an ad. I yeah. will say, you know, check out what we're doing from an XDR perspective. We're the only platform that has a unified data lake on the back end that we open up to customers. So. Wow. Every other vendor out there that is like, is well, you deal. can use this, you can use this. Yeah. We can use Kafka streams to shuttle You're data. Like, no, no, like, no, 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 here's the data link. Yeah. You can have it all. Let right? me just hook a pipe up to you and give you access yeah. and call it a day. Exactly. And exactly. this segment is, of course, brought to you by Sentinel One. Uh, Sentinel One. I will talk to the marketing so, team. It's funny, you know, you think about these things, you get these big conferences, you have a lot of vendors here, and you think, are a lot of these companies really concerned on whether or not we have a more secure world, or are they just trying to peddle a product? Well, and that's, I mean, that's absolutely, I was so excited. I was saddened and excited right. at the same time, but I was very excited when uh, Tomer Weigartner, our, our CEO, came out when the Ukraine conflict started and said, we are making Sentinel One available to any Ukrainian organization. Yeah, we will awesome. make the engineering staff available right. to help them deploy it. No cost until yeah. you know years after this conflict is over. Yeah, handle and, your business. Don't worry about this. Yeah, and yeah. I just thought, man, it's great to work for a company that can be that actionable, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not I'm not just in this business, right, to, right. to be a part of a, of a large vendor. Uh, you know, I actively teach, I yeah. wanna see new people come out. I try to get out into the community, um, spend some time with, in the local libraries and helping people just understand why security is important and breaking down multi-factor authentication right. for people who barely understand passwords, Exactly. Right? So I think there's a lot of things that we can do uh, as professionals to better our community and make the world a better place. And there are people that just really can't navigate this at all. And you know, so. it's, it's definitely my experience that people in this community, yourself, other people, John, we just had on, we love to give back. We love Absolutely. to try to help people, like you say, that might not understand this and why it's important and just give it to you. Just, hey, right. this is going to help yep. the, the ecosystem as a whole. So let's just push it out there. Well, and sift through all the cruft that's right. out there. Right? They're yeah. getting bombarded and Norton say, buy this and right. Webroot. And all. Like, look, you, you can approach this very low cost, very smartly, 
but you need some help. You need right. someone to help guide you through it, right? Right. And unfortunately, many of them don't have that. I get yeah. family members all the time to go, "What? What do? What do other people do when they don't have you?" Right. And like, they suffer. They, yeah, they right? do. They suffer. They get compromised. Yeah. Their accounts get popped, and it's sad. It's it sad. is. So you've uh, you've got a, a booth tomorrow, and you guys will be there, but. Do, do you get to break out at all and go to any of the sessions or anything you're looking forward to? No, it's actually why I stay for DEF CON, okay. right? Because most of the sessions that are Black Hat are also at DEF CON, and then I can actually, you know, say sip on some whiskey during the conference, yeah. right? Uh, so no, no, Black Hat's all work, and then yeah. DEF CON's all learning and all play. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time absolutely. to join us today. Uh, first of all, uh, before you go, is there uh, is there a pinball game you're looking there forward to playing? There absolutely is. It's right there, and I'm so sad that it is powered down. Uh, like the like Elvira. the is that Elvira. Yeah, Elvira, yeah. The Mistress of the Dark. Yeah, the my my wife and I were stationed in the army. We actually got off early because we did a blood drive, so we were out the door at 6 a.m. We went down Highway 1 to San Luis Obispo, and our first date, we are in a pizza parlor no. playing Elvira all night. That so is got, awesome. But yeah, it's so, mm, yeah. yeah. It, it it's got sad you, that it's down. It but, got you, know, you in the feels. Yeah, it got me in the feels, <laughs> okay. but at least it's there. So. You get a photo with it at least. I did, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Awesome. Nice. nice. All right, well, thank you so much for taking the time with us today, and I uh, really appreciate that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back a little bit more right here on TechNated with Don Bissette. All right, we're back here at Black Hat uh, for TechNado with Don Bissette, and we're joined now by Tanya from CoFence. Tanya, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, how are you? I didn't. Uh, no one's I'm, ever asked us you. how we're doing. So much. That is fantastic. We're good. So polite. We're very good. Yeah. So tell us about CoFence and what it is you do there. So uh, CoFence is an email security uh, company. We provide um, crowdsourced intelligence for our for email. Um, we have threat intelligence products that we have that we feed into our products. We have products that help the SOC analysts be able to defend against those uh, threats that come in past the gateway. And then we started with our flagship, which is our phishing simulation, and kind of just evolved from there. So we really are focused more on that email security, uh, crowdsourcing those IOCs. I'm curious on that crowdsourcing side, how does that work? Is that other customers that are reporting things back, or is that you know just general things coming from outside? So it's multiple things, right? So we have where uh, companies can use that reporter button if we have it, it our, um, our reporter that is uh, a SaaS version. But then we also have multiple customers that we support their products for them for email security. Mm -hmm. And then so as those IOCs come in, then we take those and spread those across those other cu customers that are also in there. So we have multiples of uh, um, industry, so you might see an IOC come in in one industry for Credfish, and then as we spread it across, we can see that it actually hits that. We also take those IOCs and then auto quarantine into one of our other products called Vision, where as it comes into the immediately when it comes in, it detects that IOC and then automatically auto quarantines those out. Nice. So we we are constantly feeding our human vetted IOCs into that product, so that way you're constantly protected and yeah. like shortening them that dwell time, right? Eliminating that from the user to even interact with it. Yeah, one of the talks that's coming up uh, at Black Hat is going to be about trying to, because we're, we're not going to get people to stop doing risky things, right? right. They either, yeah, I know, it's shocker. Well, that, We've and, tried. Then the, and then the threat actors are constantly evolving, right? right? They're it's, looking it's for those chains. points, yeah. yeah. So we have to try to create a more safe environment for them mm -hmm. so they can have some grace Yes. to make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, even though we try as, as best we can. So right. it's great that it's like, 
using all that information to try to just give them the best sanitized email experience yeah. that they can have. Right. And then realize hopefully that by the time an email does get to them, that it is safe for them to be able to, well, I don't, I don't know if I should click this link. It looks legit though. Yeah. And hopefully and it is yeah, that And point. that's why we still encourage, okay, if you did interact with that, still report it, right? There's right. still value in that because then there's still that, right. you know, quarantine it from the rest of the users that maybe didn't recognize it. Yeah, because people are afraid of getting in trouble, aren't they? Oh, yeah, we, we don't even, we are not even going to go down that road. <laughs> but also, we also take those same real phishing emails and yeah. that's what we build our templates off of, right? Because we want yeah. to make sure that you're constantly training them on what's currently active yeah. in the threat landscape, right? An e-card from 20 years ago, those are blocked by your spam filters, right? That's not what we're seeing making it through. Right. So really keeping your users in tune, credential fish is the top threat that we see. Uh, we, we do, yeah, I mean, we're talking about the news every week and who who got uh, you know hacked this week, and it always comes back to, well, how did this get, well, well they were fished. It was, <laughs> yeah, it, they clicked the link, fishing, they downloaded, yeah. they opened a PDF. Right. Yeah. I mean, we saw the Twilo one that just yep. came out this we weekend. We just talked yeah, we just about talked this. The credential yeah. one, right? And then they turned around and then sent them SMS messages with the link that looked very similar. So it all comes yeah. down to making sure that your organization knows what to look for. What are the services that you use and how should they interact with? Yeah. What are the domains that we actually use? Right. right. Yeah. And how do you actually uh, create a support ticket? Yeah. Or when should, who should be, who is going to be sending out those messages, right? And yeah. So one thing I thought I think can be super helpful is to kind of create that uh, tribal or cultural um, scenario where everybody's kind of talking about their phishing email. Hey, did you get a fish? I got this one fish. It was crazy. And then people go, oh, yeah, I've seen that one. I've got one like yeah, that. We have a Teams channel. We do. Where we, where like, people you get will one, screenshot it. Yeah. yeah, you put it in the channel. Then everybody can see what's what are we being attacked with. Right. Because not everybody gets one, right? So and right. if you haven't ever seen or experienced one, Could get you. then what do you look then Well, what first of all, you have like? experienced one. You just, you just don't, don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Or you haven't read it. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Um, and we, you know, this is a constant battle that we deal with, too, when we have organizations that want to uh, make their scenarios unique so that, you know, they don't have the groundhog effect. But actually, you want them to do that during the real thing. So yeah. right. I'm sorry it screws up your metrics. Right. But, but it's, it's real what world you want and them it's to helpful. Do, yes. right? yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So what is your role at CoFence? Actually, I started a brand new role and I just uh, took on the CISO role at, uh, for wow. our organization. Congratulations. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I uh, strategic advisor is what I've been doing the last okay. four years because I have been a customer of CoFence before joining us, so I know the product, so it's... Happy You're not only a client, right? right. You're, <laughs> right. Not just the CISO, <laughs> but right. also a client. Something right. like that. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, that too now, yeah. but... Um, so having that knowledge of what it's like for awareness teams, uh, incident response teams, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then being able to help uh, help our internal teams and our product teams know what that means to you know that customer perspective, right? Um, and then also just helping our customers run their programs. Very cool. So it's, yeah. Should you guys have a booth here, or you just kind of walk in the floor and no, check out I'm sessions? I'm actually and stuff? attending sessions to see what's nice. on the threat landscape. So, um, yeah. Are there any that uh, you've kind of circled as like, hey, that's that's one I'm really excited to You know to what, see. I've been just thumbing through the agenda, just yeah. looking for things that are, you know, what's up and coming, what, you know, what's what what should we be looking out for? Hmm. Um, anything malware related, although Credfish is the top thing, but it's always, yeah. everybody always wants to see what's the latest and greatest on the, those threats. And malware is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. right, yeah. right. And, and a very important question, we all grew up with pinball. Is there a, 
a favorite here that you're excited okay, to so play? Okay, so I wasn't really into pinball, but somebody told me there's a Galaga game here, and that yeah, was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the arcade games mm -hmm. are on the side. There. Yeah, that was my favorite. It's a Miss Pac-Man Galaga combo, uh, yeah, 1981 yeah. original. Yeah, Galaga, oh, I used to line up the quarters for that one. That's the one I need to get in the house. Like, if, yeah. I, if yeah. I had a machine, it yeah, would yeah. be the Yeah, what about you guys? What's your favorite? I, honestly, probably that too. I wasn't as big a good of a pinball person as, like, the arcade games. Yeah. Like, we used to have though. a big Miss Pac-Man thing going on yeah. around yeah. the studios. The other one that I really liked was Centipede. That was, oh, that was a yeah. great one. Yeah, I didn't I was, I'm an asteroid guy. Love yeah. asteroids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Galaga for me. Yeah. And then Miss Pac-Man, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Well, thank you yeah, so thank much you. for taking yeah. the time with us today, and uh, and we'll be sure to. Ch I think we've talked to Co-Fence before. You right? have on the show. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like, we, we've definitely had this uh, some of this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, stick with us. We're gonna have some more interviews coming up right after this on Tech with Don Bazette. All right, welcome back. We are joined by Patrick now, who is with a Nucleus. Nucleus Security, you said? Yeah, that's right. See, I, and I can spell it, and I can say Good it, job. too. Thanks. Proud I'm of really you, proud Peter. Of that. And what's really cool is you are the only person tonight that came to this event on a skateboard. And, uh, that's, that's right. you got to bring a skateboard. And I was telling you outside, this is the skateboard I had when I was like no 8 to 10 years old. Rob Roscop, Santa Cruz. That's same, crazy. Same thing. So my brother still has his original Dogtown board. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, those are good With stuff. Bugs Brigade stickers on it. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So have you yeah. been skating since like that board was around? No, I, I was born in 84. Oh, so I was like, two years old so, when this board came yeah. out. But I, I love the classics. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been skateboarding since I'd say the mid 90s. Yeah. And I can see that that one is actually has, you know, some grind marks and stuff. So you're not just, you know. Showing off, you're, oh, you're actually doing. You're no poser. I, I, no, I, I like to do transitions, so like half pipes. Uh, I can do some airs, yeah. small stuff like that. But we're, know, we're here to talk about we're security. Here, security. Right? Yeah, I, I was about, about to say, that. you know, Rodney yeah. Mullins from Gainesville. Right? I love Rodney Mullins. We're from Gainesville. Oh yeah. no way. Yeah. He, like if you read his book, um, it's kind of interesting. He had a ten by ten square. Yeah. And he taught himself all these yes. tricks and invented yes. all these tricks just in that space. Yeah. Just in that square. Like, Incredible amount of focus. Yeah, that's insane. super uh, crazy. Awesome, awesome story. Love those ever, old videos. I can't remember the book, but everyone should go read that book. Yeah, and I think it applies. <laughs> I think it applies to cybersecurity. So read that like, book, that we, Yeah, it, that Rodney Mullins book. Yeah, just the the focus in skateboarding and like uh, trying things over and over again. It's almost yeah. like pen that's true. Or, right, because uh, in this business, you basically have to be willing to be get punched in the face like a hundred times, and then you get to punch back, but it's the winning punch. And that's, that's the same as learning security. a trick. Like, right. Yeah, you're gonna fall 100 times, then right. you're gonna get the trick. Well, and yeah. and, and this is like this goes to cybersecurity with startups. A lot of the cybersecurity founders I found actually skateboard. Uh, really? Like several of them. So like Doug Song from Duo Security, I skateboarded with. That's funny. Uh, there's and so it's it's this aspect of counterculture too. Yeah. Um, but the persistence, right, and having to right. continue to try something over and over again until you get it right. Right. And then try to outthink. Why is this not working? What am I doing wrong? Minor adjustments. Yes, su yeah. super relevant to actually like real applicable security business skills. I feel like we got really deep here. Like, yeah, sorry, skateboarding. That's right. Yeah. It's so, a philosophy of life. So Nucleus, <laughs> tell us about Nucleus Security. What do you guys do? Yeah, we do enterprise vulnerability management. Uh, so we help large enterprises in aggregating all their vulnerability and asset information and then helping understand what things should be prioritized uh, for remediation. Because the reality is these large enterprises have and a lot of times, tens of millions of vulnerabilities. 
uh, across their whole enterprise, across networking and software and application security. So is that who you're working with, like Fortune 500, kind of like oh, the large enterprise? Yeah, certainly Global 2000s is is, uh, is, okay. is the primary market in which we're in, and also managed service providers uh, at scale. So what's your role there? I'm VP of marketing. Okay. But I have a, I have a technical background. Uh, so yeah, Danny I, was like, oh, yeah. Peter, you're going to have to talk to yeah. <laughs> So, so I, I do get it, but um, I build the whole sales engineering team at Duo. That's uh, cool. Uh, so like spending hands-on technical right. experience uh, and helping build some other organizations too. So like helping spin census out of the University of Michigan and then um, project before this, Lumira, and running sales, marketing, and product. So oh, wow. doing all sorts of stuff. But it's kind of nice to actually be in like a single role, single function, focused on marketing, Yeah, uh, which is a lot of fun. Like how, how do we speak to the clients, right? and communicate in a way that they understand. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be a real issue in cybersecurity is being able to translate to our clients, giving them actionable information that they understand and can use. Like, how do you bridge that gap? How do you, how do you make that connection? Well, I, th I think first, like, the, yeah, the challenge is a lot of marketers don't have subject matter expertise. Sure. So that fundamentally becomes a problem of like, let's grab the latest buzzword. A lot of people think zero trust or XDR or whatever else you want to grab. And we all take a drink. And the reality <laughs> is, is like that doesn't help anybody, right? Yeah. Uh, like really being able to focus on what's the real problem that the, the organization has, targeting that persona to say, hey, we can actually help you solve this specific problem is some of the best things you can do from a marketing perspective and be true with what you actually do. Because <laughs> frankly, a lot of people aren't true with what their capabilities are. Right. Um, it's so unfortunate, I, but it's true. But, but, but yeah. to be fair, a lot of the marketers, because they don't have the technical backgrounds or skills, they don't actually know. That's true. Uh, and so it, it is a, it's a real interesting phenomenon when you walk out on the floor and see all these uh, different terms people are using from a marketing perspective yeah. that just don't make any sense. Yeah. So you guys have a booth here? Yeah, we have a booth in the Innovation uh, City. Very cool. cool. Is this your is this first Black Hat you've done? Uh, no, we did last. And I've, I've been doing Black Hats uh, on and off since like 2013, 2014. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. for quite some time. Or do you get to go out to any of the talks and stuff too? Or do you mostly, do they keep you in the booth? With I mean, yeah, being more in like a sales engineering, sales marketing function, reality is, is you usually don't end up getting to go to the actual yeah. talks, yeah. which is unfortunate. Um, cause there's a lot of cool stuff, but like one of the things I'm pretty excited about is like, yeah, we have people on our team going to the talks, which will be then publishing content about those talks live okay. yeah. uh, throughout the event, which is pretty cool to share information about what's going on. Very nice. cool. And, and the biggest question I've been asking everybody, what, what game are you most excited to play here? Or is there one here that brings back memories? Yeah, I, I actually like this kind of funny story, but like last year I had a viral TikTok, it got taken down, but like. 40 million impressions and it was actually wow. novelty vintage arcade. So why this, did that get taken why'd down? Why did they take that down? Uh, you know, well, there was- It wasn't- uh, or do we want to know? The pinball was, machine we see no, over it's here. No, it's just more or less the reality that like, I don't think the content aligned with the platform. Okay. okay. Um, uh, is, is the reality of like some of these social networks, right? Yeah. Um, but mostly focused around vintage arcade. So I'm really like passionate about these. Um, one I, I did play, the Big Lebowski, yes. bowling pinball is nice. probably the funnest uh, pinball game I've played, and I'm a pretty big pinball fan. Nice. Uh, nice. But there are some pretty cool like novelty games in the back that like you just don't see many places. So Yeah, yeah there's a game here too. There's this one right here actually. 
is worth three million dollars. They said the pinball circus. This pinball yeah. circus. Wow. Yeah, it's like a one-off, and the I guess the only other one they had burned, or not they had, but that yeah. existed. So it's just it's the only one. It was kind of made as a concept, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. And it's right by the door. I feel like you could just walk right in and wheel this sucker out. Yeah. So I know what I'll be doing tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> while you guys are all yeah, a little Ocean's Eleven. I don't know how <laughs> how easy Peter. it is to pawn a one of one uh, video or. Uh, Pinball game yeah. now, but you're definitely gonna have to get a black market on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll see. I you're might not, not get that to like Pawn Stars over I here. I might not get the full three mil. <laughs> yeah. In that case, but we'll see. Well, thank you, Patrick, so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks. Take care. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break. Come back with more Technado with Don Pizet right after this. How do IT leaders stay on top of their game with the IT Pro TV webinar series? Twice per month, IT Pro TV presents a webinar on current topics in the IT world. What are some of the key things we should be doing in our organization to make sure that we're prepared for disasters and then... So what do you say we go ahead and get started with today's topic, how to train your end users G-Threat. So we're gonna talk about some of the major things that you need to do to help keep your people safe while they're working remote. You can catch IT Pro TV webinars live or watch on demand when your schedule permits. See them all. Visit itpro.tv slash webinars today. All right, welcome back to TechNetto with Tom Bissett. We are joined now by someone who we've been joined with before. Uh, we, we looked it up and, uh, and Shane was on episode 192, uh, so just over a year ago. Deja vu uh, all Shane over again. Shane with CyberGRX. Shane, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to see you guys again. Or actually, to see you in person. In person, in person yeah, right? <laughs> so has a lot changed in the last year? Um, actually, with us, it, it really has. How so? Um, We've actually brought in a lot more analytics. We brought in a lot more data. We're actually doing a lot more predictive analysis. Uh, we're helping our third parties and we're helping our customers really get to risk management, risk mitigation, um, instead of you know just the biggest problem around third parties doing nothing but uh, compliance. I probably jumped ahead there, but, but uh, <laughs> if you want to remind people what CyberGRX does, for, for those that maybe have not paused and gone back to episode 192, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bring us yeah. up to speed. Absolutely, so CyberGRX is a two-sided risk exchange for third parties as well as their customers. So we help the customers identify the risks for their third parties, and we help the third parties fill out one questionnaire and send it out to multiple customers because everybody's asking the same questions. Um, the third parties are getting inundated with Excel spreadsheets or spreadsheets in general, and we really need to get to something that's a little bit smarter for both sides. And get away from compliance and get more into risk management. That just yeah. seems ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so, so what does this event look like for you? Do you guys have a booth, or are you here attending sessions, or a little bit of both? We do have a booth. Um, I'll be running demos with a couple of my peers. Um, my team actually does validation, so we've actually got security backgrounds. Okay. Uh, a few of us do. Um, we also work on content. We're open to hearing content recommendations. Uh, then we take them before our committee and see where we go from there, and hopefully we can Im improve our content, even though, like I said, we're all kind of asking similar questions. Yeah. Um, but everybody says it's just a little bit different, so you can't use the same answer one time to the next. Yeah. Have, have you done Black Hat a lot before? Um, I've been here three or four times. Okay. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess. yeah. Was it? Was this uh, hybrid last year or in person? I don't even know. I don't uh, remember. If it I was. don't know. I don't yeah. remember last year. Well, we year. weren't here. Yeah. Yeah. So 
It doesn't matter because <laughs> yeah, it, it was clearly no good. Alas, yeah, this yeah, this is my first one. You've been here my once. My first before. one. Oh, I thought you came with Don once before. My first. Really? Oh, okay. I think I was here in 2015, 2016. So any tips for us then, things we need to check out? <laughs> so I was telling everybody when I was here before, there were people walking the hallways with anything that would put out a signal. So it was like any credit card you're not using, put it in the safe or a Faraday bag. Yeah. Go buy a burner computer. Is that a more DEF CON or is that Black no, Hat too? that's Black Hat. Really? DEF CON, DEF CON is actually the defensive side, the more the blue team. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Black Hat was more the red team. Oh. Huh. So I have to assume I've So is already... that still a problem? Like, if you come to Black Hat, should you be like burner phones and... I don't know. You know I, I, I haven't... Tails. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you, the question is, do you have your I regular phone with you? I brought a burner phone you and did. I brought a... Oh, good news is... Throwaway a, computer. There's a T-Mobile... <laughs> Yeah. Right down the street, go grab you a prepaid. If well, this, <laughs> this is the time you need those RFID blocking wallets yeah, and stuff. Absolutely. This absolutely. is the show that you need that. I think, I think my new one is, so I, I'm set. I'm good. <laughs> Though I've probably already been hacked uh, just being here. So. They used to make big uh, stories out of the social exercises and the hacking events. They could, whose uh, phones that they had gotten access to, whose computers they had right. gotten access to. The wall of sheep, like, right? Yeah, the wall. Yeah. That, that was at DEF CON, though. They that do that at DEF CON, okay. yeah. Interesting. So, uh, you know, we're here at the Pinball Hall of Fame. Are there, uh, are you a pinball guy growing up? Love pinball. Uh, there's a lot of the old historic ones here. You got too. your eye on anything? Um, actually, the one I really wanted to play is Down. Oh. Uh, We've heard that a from a couple yeah, of people. I the, think, think they get a lot of games here. You know here what that it is? Like, is that those probably get a lot of uh, reviews. Well, so they're the ones going down. What was more. it? Haunted House Okay. Um, is, was one of the first tri level games. Yeah. And it was amazing. Nice. And it's high level. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm having enough trouble with single, single yeah. flat pinball. Yeah. So I think I'll be staying away from that, but it's down, luckily. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much. And, and I, I guess we're at the schedule where in a year we'll connect with you again. Sounds perfect. <laughs> All right. I, I will still be in security. Yeah. And, and we'll probably be back here at Black Hat. We'll be doing it again. <laughs> Sounds right. good. We'll Thanks, talk guys. to you then. Thank you so much. And uh, stick with us. We're going to do a little bit more Technic with Tom Pizzette right after this. All right, welcome back to TechNATO. We're joined now by Jake from Safe Security. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you all? We are good. You still good? I'm feeling real good. Yeah, you're, you said your voice was a little. It's getting a little raspy. Yeah. It's a long day. It's a long day here. So we were doing a bunch of meet and greets. So yeah, and that's you're true. Kind of yelling in here. Oh, I so. wasn't talking to anybody, so yeah. it was easy. <laughs> so tell us, uh, what is Safe Security? What do you guys do? I mean, that sounds like a security system. <laughs> like in, in your house, but it's not. Yeah, you know, that's the thing, right? We went from Lucidus, which was our, was our previous name, to Safe Security. Oh. If you're familiar with Lucidus. Yeah. Um, but Safe Security, ultimately, uh, we feel as though we've been the pioneer in uh, cyber risk quantification management. I know that's a mouthful. Gartner kind of considers yeah. us in the so cyber risk quantification. Pretend I only went to third grade. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah. So what does that mean exactly, right? <laughs> so think of um, Safe Security in the uh, quadrant of um, how do you assign risk scores objectively to subjective ideas? Perfect example. Yeah. You as an organization, you might have 35, 40, 50, 100 different projects, dashboards, etc., telling you, hey, we're the most important measure, issue, mitigation component. How do you as an organization make the most objective decision on how do you mitigate those risks? Okay. So safe, based upon the algorithm that we've created with MIT, 
ultimately populated um, inputs associated with all those different APIs that we're going to feed into to give you an output to say, hey, here are your next best action items you can take, as well as the ability to then to report up to the board, report down to your team saying, here's how we're going to make these efforts. Here's where we are compared to everyone else in the industry. Um, kind of that in a nutshell. So that's really what SAFE is doing in a, a, a high level overview. And as you can imagine, that goes in many different directions, operational risk, insurance risk, uh, individual risk. So yeah, there's uh, many different ways you can peel the onion. You said d developed with MIT, was that like, uh, like it spun out of MIT or how did that partnership so, yeah, come to you be? Know, that's a good question. Um, our CEO and co-founders actually started off in penetration and red teaming. Okay. Um, doing it for Google and McKinsey and all the big companies out there. Um, and realized that there was an opportunity to say, hey, you know, we're giving you these penetration and red, test, red teaming results, but there's something missing, right? Even though I'm giving you this, there's still all kinds of additional layers that you're really missing that could be potential areas of penetration. So what our co-founders did was they went to the fact of saying, look, if I pulled in APIs from all these different components, be it your penetration test, be it from your EDR solution, be it from your vulnerability scan, configuration assessment, all of these different areas, how would I digest that data? So that's when we actually um, had some conversations with Boston Consulting Group, got in with MIT, co-developed some algorithms, at which point in time we built a team of data scientists. Um, so it wasn't developed at um, okay. MIT in particular. Our, CIO, or sorry, our CEO just has a background of working with a lot of these organizations which therefore kind of created this uh, algorithm that we use today. So think of it as a Monte Carlo simulation. Um, the Bayesian network is what we ultimately have, have built this on the backbone of, um, to ultimately populate that risk score and, and again, predict a breach, predict where your issues are going to be rather than prevent it or detect it. Got it? Uh, Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I know, so it's, a lot, it's a lot. A lot that's of math nothing. to make sure that you are triaging in the right way. Exactly, and, and so that's the thing, guys, right? I am not a uh, cybersecurity professional by trade. Yeah. Um, what You're too you... well-dressed. Exactly, right. I was yeah. going to say. That was, yeah. <laughs> I don't fit in. No, have I'm you kidding. met us? <laughs> um, normally, I have a huge mustache, yeah. though. Yeah. So, there should know, be mustard on your yeah, shirt. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You um, look like you've bathed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this week, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we're, we're losing listeners, I'm <laughs> yeah. told, yeah. by the hundreds. Uh, yeah. um, you know, but the thing is, again, if I ask you, what is your risk posture of an organization? You're going to say, oh, yeah, you gave me a million dollars to buy an EDR. You gave me 500 to buy um, uh, a vulnerability management tool, et cetera. Well, what SAFE is doing is just saying, look, you're a 3.5. The industry says you should be a 4.0. Here's where your peers are. Here's your, or your remediation efforts. You can report that to the board where then next quarter you're like, hey, do we go from a 3.5 to a 3.6 or to a 3.2? Okay. Tell me why. And again, it's taking all of the um, scientific data, again, the, uh, all the jargon out of associated with, with risk posture, just saying flatlining, here's where we are, here's where we improve ourselves, potentially financially, as well as objectively within the organization's skill sets. So it sounds like you're basically standardized, making a standardized metric and uh, a way to devise that metric based off of looking at their peer group and coming up with that standard based off of that. Very much so, that is very much part of the case. Yeah. Um, and as you can imagine, same thing, right? Your CEO or your COO, they don't understand what we do in cybersecurity. You again say, hey, here are the networks or nodes or issues that we're having. They're like, okay, over my head, yeah. tell me something else. 
if you could say you're sitting on $2 million worth of risk, they're like, oh, okay, well, that, that makes sense. They get that. And same thing, that's what we're translating this data into, an interactive cost model where you can actually see this is how much on the upper bound or lower bound of risk that we're sitting on financially as well, operationally, whether you're in healthcare, financial services, et cetera. Very cool. Yeah. So what are you guys doing here? Do you have a booth or are you kind of just networking? We're just networking and mingling, actually. So we're a Very Series cool. A startup. Oh, okay. Um, so let's see here. We've been around now. Uh, we did our Series A round in summer of last year. Okay. Um, prior to that, we did our seed round in about 2020. Nothing um, like starting a business during COVID, right? Yeah, you know, we always preach, right? We're the best salespeople ever if we can sell work in a COVID yeah. line, a time yeah, frame. Sure. So it's been fun. It's been exciting. But yeah, just doing some networking, kind of figuring out where we fit. You know, we were at Gartner and RSA. And in those kind of scenarios, there was a big emphasis on risk. Seeing a bit of that here today, too. So right. yeah, trying to figure out where we fit in and where those conversations should be had. Very cool. Now, like what well, we've been asking everybody, is there is there a game here that you're you know, most excited to play or brings back the memories from, you know, the, the pizza place down the street as a kid. Funhouse pizza, that is, by the way. Funhouse, okay. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, go Chiefs. No uh, way, uh, yeah. Springfield. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, you're an Ozark guy then, yeah. okay. Did you go to MS? Oh, or, no, oh. I, was a, I was a little kid when I lived okay. there, yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, actually, I'm not a pinball guy. I'm a ski ball guy, and there's a Ooh. ski ball machine nice. directly ski in the ball? back. Yeah, I there didn't is. even know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah, you yeah. cracked the code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, see y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, no, that's it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today and, and, and telling us about SAFE. Uh, it sounds like a really cool system and uh, something that people should check out. What What is the URL if people want to check that out? Uh, it's just safe.security, period. Uh, and if you're interested in um, any kind of interactive cost model, uh, risk calculator based upon the ransomware of your organization. Yeah. There's a free sample on the website. Go in and put a little bit of data and you get that up, you get that self-populated. So nice. pretty interesting. Very cool. Check yeah. that out. All right. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, thank Thanks, you guys. all. We'll be right back a little more TechNado with Don Bissett right after this. All right. Welcome back to TechNado. We are joined now by Chris from Threat Quotient. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We are we're having a blast, I awesome. think, still. Awesome. And so uh, tell us a little bit about Threat Question for those that are not too familiar. Yeah, so uh, we came out of the defense industrial base uh, as a threat intelligence platform, uh, a way to kind of gather all that data to together, deduplicate it, normalize it. Uh, and we're growing into, as, as the space expands, growing more into that automation market. Uh, you know, not so much in the SOAR space. Uh, we're trying to stay away from those guys, but more into this emerging XDR. Uh, it's, it's interesting in that it feels like this is what we've been talking about for the last five years, and now someone finally put a name on it. And we're like, oh wait, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't know Eureka. how to explain it before. Yeah. Right, yeah. Eureka, thank you for the, <laughs> thank you for the name, yeah. guys. So. so what do you do there? So I run uh, the Threat Intelligence Engineering team uh, and recently took over the Customer Success team as well. So I try to own that, that whole uh, customer life cycle from bringing them on board, really getting them set up in the platform, getting them successful, finding value, and just all the way through. Very cool. So what, uh, what are you guys doing at Black Hat? Do you have a, a booth or are you kind of more networking? And yeah. I mean, it seems to be like the place to, to come. And even, even if you just went to the parties, yeah. you've had a successful trip. Yeah, 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 for sure. We fly a little bit under the radar. 
Uh, we don't have a booth. Uh, we have a suite. We've been doing this for the last uh, six years. Uh, you know, come out here and meet with our customers, meet with some prospects and just, you know, celebrate the security industry. Yeah. I mean, that's really what this is about. Yeah, well, we had John Hammond on earlier. He said, what did he say? It's like a family reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Well, like, we like always a call hacker it, summer camp. Yeah, yeah. that's what we, uh, it was, it's the summer camp for security geeks. I mean, that's, that's what I, I somebody told me today, uh, a, a former coworker of mine reminded me that, so this is DEF CON 30 this year. And he and I started coming at DEF CON 13. Wow. Which, Made me feel old <laughs> and made me realize we used to make fun of the gray beards. We used to call the guys that would sit on the panels gray uh -oh. beards. And then, oh, man, <laughs> yeah, I don't know when that second. happened, yeah. but somehow it snuck up. No, yeah. it works. It works on you. Yeah. In his defense, he colors his beard. Too. So, <laughs> so we, were, we were actually uh, having this conversation a minute ago about last year was was virtual. Did they have it? Or no, they, they did have it. They had it last year. But not in 2020. Not in 2020. They okay. did have it last year. And it was, you know, it, in some ways, I think it was actually better in that it was more intimate. You and know? it was probably just like the, it the was, diehards. It was a, right. It was a small group. And you can always, uh, you, can, you can use a good barometer is the eye candy bar in the middle of, of the uh, hotel over there okay. in Mandalay. Last year, you could just call someone text someone and meet up and get a table get a get a seat and right. get a drink now it's back to normal it's back to, yeah it's pre-pandemic you know, levels it's it's packed i heard like 20,000 is what they yeah, were it's great. guessing which is great I, i'm so happy to see it so happy to see people get back out we got to be safe we got to figure out the right way to do it but we have got to get back together face to face so so this first uh, time at black Hat for daniel and i so we'll be you know hitting the show floor tomorrow the first time any tips from a from a graybeard? I mean, I, I'm just <laughs> saying, uh, look at everything and ask the hard questions, and and that's that's what's fun about it. And and if they can't answer the hard questions, move on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that, that's what they get for putting salespeople in the booth and not right. engineers right, right, or right people that know what they're talking about. I'm saying this as a marketing person <laughs> that we shouldn't be talking all yeah. the time to just uh, stop. Depending, okay, <laughs> see, I'll do it now. So uh, here at the at the Pinball Hall of Fame, uh, any any games bring back memories? Oh yeah, I saw the Cyclone over there, and that one, man, for me, growing up in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, would go to Ocean City with my parents every summer, and and that oh, it's that like the roller coaster Cyclone the, one. Yes, okay, yes, nice. with uh, it's got the the Reagans sitting in the front seat of the roller coaster. On That's the, awesome, and and that. Yeah, that brings back so many memories. I saw Gorbachev on another machine oh, over awesome. here. It was, uh, I can't remember what it was, but I was like, that that's Mikhail Gorbachev. That's yeah. a weird thing to be on a, on a pinball machine. trying to get the ball to hit him in the birthmark there. <laughs> no, right, right there, right there. No, this is great. I love this place. I didn't know it existed. My they cab driver here in didn't April. know it existed yeah. either. Neither did mine. But, oh, uh, no but then when we turned the corner and you saw the giant pinball, we're like, oh, that must it's be hard, the place. It's hard to miss yeah. Yeah, once you get outside. No, but this is great. I love that these machines are here. I love that people are playing them. This is, it's And awesome. every cent that they get uh, goes to charity here, That's which great. is awesome. Yeah, great. So, very cool. Pinball people, are a, they're a very specific Group of it's a it's a specific age, I feel like, because like if you grew up more '80s, you're more into the games that are against the wall over there, yeah. the Galagas, the yep, yep, yep. Pac-Man's we're talking yep. about. But before that, a little bit, it's it's you know this was it. Yeah, this, these this was are the game, great. So. These are great. I'm glad people are keeping them alive and. 
taking care of them. And yeah, this is awesome. Say, so if people want to find out more about the company, what's the URL? Uh, yeah, threatq.com. We don't make you spell quotient. Thank God. If you want to, you can. Uh, both will resolve the same. But yeah, threatq.com. That is so much easier. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Man. Thanks for having me. I yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back with a little bit more right here on TechNATO with Don Pizet. Welcome to IT Pro TV, an e-learning company with thousands of hours of engaging video training for IT professionals with fresh content added daily. What makes IT Pro TV stand out? It all starts with our edutainers who create better than classroom experiences for training you look forward to watching. So an edutainer is someone who takes a topic, an, an educational topic, and makes it more fun, enjoyable. My vision for IT Pro TV was to make the product that I wish I had when I got started. The dashboard is great because you can actually pick up right where you left off. You can also end up seeing new courses that are available to you, and with a membership, you have access to a variety of study tools. Follow along with virtual labs and test your skills with practice tests. And unlike traditional training, you aren't handcuffed to your desk. Sure, you can watch from there or from your couch with Apple TV and Roku apps or from anywhere with mobile apps. The training is even available for download. If you're ready to watch and learn with the IT pros, check out the flexible membership choices online today at www.itpro.tv. All right, welcome back to Tech Native with Don Pizzette. And we've got, I think we're down to our, our last guest of the night, but a guest that joined us all the way, well, probably, probably the furthest uh, today of anyone, uh, all the way from the UK. So can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company? Sure, my name's uh, Steve Wade. I'm the lead architect at KSOC. So we are um, providing kind of remediation and um, auditability and RBAC um, kind of visualization for the Kubernetes landscape. Okay, so is this, uh, how, how old is this company? And Kubernetes has not been around for, for decades, so uh, how long have you guys been so around? So we've been, uh, we've been around for eight months now. Oh, so, okay. yeah. This is brand new. Brand new, yeah. What, uh, are you, you know, have you been around since the beginning? Are you one of the founders or where? So I joined month two, um, so I was the third engineer uh, on, on the ground, essentially. So uh, was this like a need that, that they saw and said, we've got to, to start something like this, or did this kind of come out of um, another company, or how did we get to where we so, are? So, I think, like, the spoiler is really Kubernetes is, is not overly secure out the gate. Um, and loads of companies are all kind of having the same kind of issues, right? And all of the engineers that work there, we've all previously experienced these issues, and we've been building kind of hand-cranked implementations to fix problems. So rather than us going into consultancies and companies and uh, fixing the same problems over and over again, why don't we come together and kind of collaborate and fix the problems once and for all? We know the market because we were the market, you know, we were looking for products previously. So we know what people are going to want. Um, it's just a case of kind of putting all those things together. Um, and the Kubernetes community and the, uh, the Kubernetes landscape is moving so fast that you know, you've, you've really got to be on top of this stuff. Like, for example, role-based access control, no one does it right. Like, Kubernetes or not Kubernetes, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's constantly moving. Someone rolls off of uh, out the company. You know, you have to remove their privileges. That's just like the easy implementation. Then when it comes to Kubernetes, you've got all of the workloads that are running in the yeah. cluster as well. So what we're trying to do is simplify that landscape because from an outsider looking in, it's a, it's a daunting prospect, right? You've got hundreds or thousands of containers 
hundreds of thousands of workloads. You've got you know loads of RBAC privileges that you're trying to work out. How can we distill that down to something very basic um, and provide meaningful advice to customers? So not only, yes, your workloads are insecure, but this is how you should secure them. Okay. So is this a is this a SaaS solution? Yeah, it's a SaaS solution. Okay. Yeah. So you in, you install our agents inside of your Kubernetes cluster. They report back information about workload management, RBAC management, et cetera, et cetera. And then we provide you remediation advice off the back of that. So we, we have a custom built rules engine. We run uh, everything that we essentially um, consume in real time against that rules engine and provide you remediation advice off the back of that. The next step from that is we don't just want to be a notification engine. Um, we want to simplify the, the security engineer's life, essentially, right? The last thing they want to do is see, you know, a, a load of rows in a table and not really understand what, you know, what is yeah. the most important thing. So how can we help them do the job? So let's provide them not only the advice, but let's provide them with the configuration snippet that they need to actually fix the problem. So they can spend more time doing, you know, the stuff that's really valuable to them and then we'll do this kind of semi-mundane pieces of that. So if you guys are only like eight months old, is the is the, the product fully built out yet? Or are you guys like in beta or is this fully released now? No, so we're in, we're in beta. We've got uh, some, some innovation partners that we're working with. We're building um, feature sets for them. You know, talking about our, our previous roles in companies that we've worked in before, we've taken those features that we would have liked to have or that we've hand cranked ourselves, built them as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's constantly evolving. Uh, a roadmap between what we want as consumers in our past lives and also what these companies are looking for. Yeah. Uh, some of them is an exact fit. We've already built it out and it, you know, it aligns straight away. Some of it's you know, new stuff that we didn't think about because we're just, in previous companies, we never run at that scale, as an example. So Daniel, I feel like months ago, we talked a lot more about security issues with containers and stuff like that and, and that it hasn't been what we've been talking about as much recently. What? Yeah, we haven't really been seeing a lot. I guess people are starting to pick up and use solutions such as yourself to go, oh yeah, this is a problem. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. You know, so exactly. everybody starts focusing on those things. So you start seeing less of it. Of Makes course, we we'll, don't worry, we'll get complacent soon enough. <laughs> and then he'll be like, come. Yeah, right come on here. back. We're ready come for you. On. We're yes. ready for you. Give us your pounds and your dollars and all that stuff. I was waiting for you to come back. So <laughs> is it a, a UK-based company or is it here in it's the US? A, it's a US-based company, oh, but we're okay. fully remote. So, um, it could be anywhere. Yeah. yeah, it could be anywhere. So we've got people in Poland, people in myself in London, uh, and then people spread across the US. Awesome. So is this your first time at Black Hat then? This is my first time, yeah. What uh, impressions so far? I mean, I guess really tomorrow is when the, the expo... Tomorrow is when it really starts, yeah. So we've, off, we've, got a, we've got a cabana. People are... Uh, to come through, see what we're to, see what we're doing, um, give us some you know feature requirements. If you have any new feature requirements that cool. you want us to work on, um, yeah. So far, I only just landed yesterday, so yeah. I haven't really so seen. So you're a great, just jet lagged to even take it in. Deal. Yeah, yeah, 19 and a half hours of travel will kind of do that. Oh my god, so. have you been to Vegas before? I have not. Because there's nothing like this well. over there, right? <laughs> that's that's accurate. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so so speaking of, of all this, uh, is pinball is pinball big in the UK? Uh, I think it's got a scene. I'm okay. not part of that scene, yeah. but I think it has got a scene. Yeah, because I mean, it, it seems like if you grew up in the in the 80s, maybe even into the early 90s, 
uh, you know, pinball was, was a big part of your life or, or arcade games, but yeah, I didn't know how much that made it across the pond. But are there any games you're looking to try out? And I won't just stereotype and say that the Austin Powers game uh, is the one that, that you have to go play. Because... I'm sold. You said Austin Powers, yeah. I'm in. I mean, there's the Union Jack right there on the side. It, it's, so, it's ticking all the boxes. It's, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that was the I one don't box. see how you could avoid it at this point. Yeah. I walked straight past it and didn't even realize it. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. All right, well, thank you so much for, for joining us and, and telling us about KSOC. No problem. I mean, as we said, it's kind of a cool thing that we haven't really talked to anybody about containerization and, and that kind of stuff recently. So uh, it, it's good to hear that that's still on the forefront <laughs> of someone's <laughs> mind. Someone is looking at this. Hopefully a lot of people. Yeah. Hey, what's the URL if people want to find out so more it's, about it? Uh, so it's just www.ksoc.com. Okay. I, you can still get a four-letter domain name? I didn't got, think you could do that. Yeah. Oh, that, so that, they got the funding is what that tells me. They got the four-letter domain. I was, I was expecting angel like, investor drop down. It's ksoc.biz. It's angelfire. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us, and, uh, and thank you all, and we'll come back and wrap things up on TechNado with Don Pizzette. Well, we mentioned it earlier, and this is the $3 million pinball game, which I don't know why. I'm not in the industry. So you get that side. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll gonna, get this I side. think it's on wheels, yeah. actually, so we can just kind of push it so. out. I got an Uber XL Perfect. rolling up here. Perfect. But what's cool about this one, it's like four levels high. Like, you can get the ball. Yeah, right. It goes all, all the way, way up. Yeah. Most pinball is, is linear. Yeah. And this one, as this you is see, like, is nah. vertical, which is... It doesn't make any sense to me, but... Uh, it's pretty awesome, though. What does make sense is all of the cybersecurity information we learned. Actually, no, that doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Most of it made sense yeah, to I, me. I, I understood half the words. <laughs> Kubernetes, I knew that one yeah, at the end. Yeah, heard of that. Yeah. Right? Something to do with canonical. I'm not sure. Canonical. Uh, we learned about... Uh, we should start saying buzzwords. Endpoints. <laughs> XDRs. Uh, zero threat. That's the big deal. Zero days, uh, zero trust. That's right. A lot of zeros. Oh man! All today, but we want to thank all of our guests for joining us today, and everybody that came out to the Pinball Hall of Fame to join us uh, for this little fun IT Pro TV event. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel I normally do, but head over to Technado.com, uh, and you can you can find out about the podcast. You can also find out more about IT Pro TV and how uh, you can save with us. So that's over at Technado.com, but. Daniel, thank you. I mean, Don wouldn't make the trip, but but you, kicking and screaming, came. Yeah, they made me. I wouldn't have came otherwise. What? But here I am, and I'm having fun regardless. I asked but. everybody else, did you, did you get to play any of the games today? Or? I have not played a single game. Perfect. If, if you were to play one, what would it be? And do not say the game over there so that we actually, haven't mentioned I yet. Actually, I probably would play Donkey Kong. Yeah. The original Donkey Kong. It's yeah. right over there. Yeah, I, I, I wish this was more Arcade Hall of Fame than just Pinball Hall of yeah. Fame, because I'm with you, as I said, yeah. on those kind of games. But uh, but a lot of fun. I've got, had a chance to play a couple. I want to play the Metallica one. There's a Metallica Man, Pinball game I wonder game if they've got there. an original Moon Patrol. That was one That was one of my games, know. man, or a that. Time Pilot. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll All right, down. well, let us know at technator.com and fill out the form what your favorite pinball game was, and we'll say, yeah, cool, I agree. And thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week right here on Technator with Don Pizzette.